Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened. In the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Good afternoon, it's Saturday. I'm Alec Feldman, live until 5 o'clock. How are you? Uh, oh, hang on, sorry, I've just got a little thing on my phone. What's this? Sorry, I know it's unprofessional to get distracted. What's this note? Oh. Oh. Oh no. You won't believe this. I've just I've just been pinged on the the track and trace app. It's just it's just told me to isolate. Oh oh no. I guess this means I can't I can't do the show. Alec, then. Alec. I'll, we'll just have to have an hour of silence. Alec. Y- yeah. What are you on about? Well, I mean, you know, I've been told I have to isolate for 10 days, which means I can't do the show. We'll have to have 2 2 hours of nothing. Alec, you work from home. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. It's Wizard Radio playing H and Learning Curve. Bill and Ted May Muller before that with When You're Out. Afternoon, it's Alec Feldman here. How are you? Um, I did get pinged just as the show was starting. I thought that meant um, that I can't do it, but apparently because I'm at home anyway, it doesn't make a difference. But in that time, I have had time to do a lateral flow test, and the results are in, and I can now reveal that I am COVID. Negative! Yes, I survive for another few days. It really does feel like we're just sat here waiting for it now. Every every day that I don't get COVID, I give myself a little pat on the back going, oh, well, well done. You've, you've made it another day. But... You know, who knows when it will strike. It strikes when we least expect it. It's closing in. But so far, so good. Hello to you if you're currently listening to this with COVID. A shout out to all the COVID sufferers, all the isolators, because there's a lot of you. You're all very welcome. I might be the only different human voice you hear all week, all 10 days. If so, I'm so sorry, but thank you for hanging out with me. On the show, before 5 o'clock this afternoon, HMV... Henry Hoover's, Michael Jackson, Washing Up Liquid, and The Tram. That is five very good reasons to stay listening to the show. We also have a 60-second guide as per. We've got What's Going On coming up before 4 o'clock. And I've got a new game. Every now and again, I like to try and invent, invent like a mass market game. And I'm going to pilot another one at about 10 past 4. This one... Inspired by all the rich people going to space, it's called Billionaire Blast Off. And uh, we'll see how that one goes and whether it's, it's any good in about an hour. So hang about for that. Music coming up. Maniskin, Baby Queen, Doja Cat, Conan Gray. Loads of good new songs out this week as well. But before we get into the show properly, I'll just tell you where my hat's at. What I'm liking, what I'm not liking this week. Let's do the best and the worst things in the world this week. Well, the worst thing in the world this week... 
obviously, as previously mentioned, goes to that app, the NHS one in the UK that tells you when you have to isolate. I'm not, I'm not having a go at the app here necessarily, because the app is doing its job, right? The app is working perfectly. When people have exposure to COVID, it tells them you've had exposure to COVID, you have to isolate. Um, the only trouble is, because so many people have it, it's telling like everyone to isolate and now there's nobody working in the shops or on the buses or on the trains and it's all a bit of a mess. Who could have predicted that? You know what though? You know, I was saying this the other day. Do you remember last year in March 2020 when basically what they said would happen then is what's happening now when they were like, oh my God, it's going to spread like wildfire, herd immunity. Everyone's going to get it. There'll be shortages of workers. Nobody will be in the shops. Nobody will be in the hospitals. There'll be no food. Oh my God, toilet roll, toilet roll, toilet roll, all that stuff. That didn't happen back then because of the lockdown, but now now it kind of is happening. Now, I'm not saying go and panic by, panic by toilet roll, but I'm just saying they've just delayed it and then let it happen a year and a bit later anyway. What What's the point? So, yeah, that's the worst thing in the world this week. Not necessarily the app, just <laughs> the thing that's making the app do its thing. However, I have two very good things to share with you this week that I would say are the best things in the world this week. One of them, I am the proud owner of some new garden furniture. Um, I got it at the weekend. Very grown up of me. Uh, I have a balcony because I've moved, right? I don't live in a basement anymore. I'm now above the ground. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I have a balcony, and on the balcony, there is a hammock. The hammock's not mine. The hammock hammock belongs to my housemate. But the table and chairs, we bought that together as housemates. Our first joint outdoor furniture buy. And it's two chairs and a table. I can sit out there, and that's all I've been doing this week because it's been really hot, really sunny. And I've, I've been loving it. It's so nice. Like, take a laptop out there, do productive things. Sun's out. Get a drink with some ice cubes in. What a time to be alive. Oh, the other best thing I bought this week was some ice cube trays. That was very useful. Best two quid I ever spent. But I'm loving my my table and chairs. It's great. It's great. Um, All we need now is some plants and it'll be like an actual real person's balcony. It's cool. The other best thing in the world this week. Again, it it always comes back to COVID because I feel like that's that's the thing that's sort of at the top of my mind at the minute. Anyway, um, Dominic Cummings, who I am a bit obsessed with was on the telly again this week. I don't know why I'm quite so obsessed with him. I think it's because he tries to construct this this persona, this character, right? That he's this evil genius, this scheming, clever, clever man that you should all fear. And occasionally, when that mask slips and you see what the real man is like, it's just quite funny to see the contrast between what he's actually like and what he wants you to think he's like. And he did this interview on the BBC with Laura Kernsberg and she asked him lots of hard-hitting questions and he dropped lots of bombs and he was trying to trying to make Boris look bad. Ended up making himself look a bit bad, I think. He basically just said, yes, I was trying to control Boris from behind the scenes and do what I wanted. And when he didn't want to do what I wanted and was listening to someone else, I left. That was kind of the general gist of it. But there are a few, a few other good bits as well, including when when he got asked, like, why did you tell people you were testing your eyesight? Um, He couldn't really answer that very well. But my favourite bit, the best thing in the world this week, was this bit where he described some of his Conservative MP colleagues. Another contributing factor was that a lot of MPs on my side of the debate were also absolute morons. Pulling zero punches, he literally just called them all morons. You know what? Fair enough. I don't think I can disagree. So those are the best and worst things in the world this week. The NHS app pinging everyone. Bad. Garden furniture. Good. And Dominic Cummings calling his former colleagues in the Tory party morons. Very good. This is Maniskin and I want to be a slave on Wizard Radio. Maniskin, I want to be your slave at Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on. Hi. How's it going? I knew this for a fight breakout this week. <laughs> um, only in Manchester. This is a very Manchester thing, I think. I found myself living in this this strange city in the northwest, and I feel like I've been here for a while. Um, but because of the pandemic, I'm only really just getting to see what it's actually like. You know, get a feel for the place, make myself at home. And had one of my first experiences on the tram this week. They've got a tram system. It's called the MetroLink, 
and it's very nice. They're all yellow and nice, and they make a really satisfying toot noise. It's kind of like a toot um, when you're in the way. It's, it's cool. It's cool. And I've never really used it because I've never lived near a tram stop or had any reason to. But now I do, and I took one of my first trips on the Metrolink. And I'd say it didn't disappoint, but in many ways it really, really did disappoint. And I never, ever want to do it ever again. Um, not necessarily because of the fight that almost broke out. Um, I was just really stressed and anxious about the whole thing because nobody was wearing masks. This this wasn't even on, like, Freedom Day. Oh my god, was it only Freedom Day on Monday? It feels like it's been a million years. This was the Sunday before that and already people had completely given up. And they were, like, maskless. But not even, like, the usual suspects. They're, like, the weird old people or gammon. It was, like, normal young people were going maskless. And I was thinking, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Just because you can. It doesn't mean you should. Um, so that was kind of stressing me out. Oh, no, it was really busy as well. Way too busy for its own good. Didn't like that. Decided to go full Karen and send a angry tweet to Metrolink being like, no moss on the tram, what are you going to do about it? Because that's that's what I've become now. This pandemic has made me a Karen, I've said this before. Um, so that was kind of stressful enough. But then something, something even weirder happened, and this is where the fight breaking out comes into it. Because um, I think the stop after I got on, uh, some other people got on. This group of lads got on who were like, you know, teenagers, very young. They're all topless for some reason. It was quite hot, so I suppose that makes sense. But like, I've never been a fan of the whole sun's out, tops off thing. Maybe because I've got boobs, but it's just, it doesn't quite sit right with me. But whatever, whatever you want to do, right? They're all topless and they get on the tram at one end. And on the other end, this woman and man get on and they seem to be already having an argument on the platform and they take their argument from the platform onto the tram he's holding a bottle or something she's trying to snatch the bottle away from him i'm like oh what are they doing what's going on here she's really like going into him and i'm trying to work out what's being said and it's something along the lines of what are you doing why do you think it's okay to do that and i was like oh, okay is this a relationship dispute do they know each other are they friends and I was listening in to some more, and I heard, like, why do you think it's okay to lick a 14-year-old boy's nipple? Who does that? That's really weird. And I was like, what? What on earth is going on? Whose nipple has he licked, a 14-year-old boy? And the sort of, the, the 14, you know, the young lads, topless lads at the other end of the tram are sort of watching this unfold and kind of laughing. And she's proper, like, screaming at this guy, getting really angry. And he's, he's just kind of shrugging it off and going, shut up, get away from me, shut up. And it, then then what happens is the two of them go over to these lads who are topless and the woman's chatting to one of them. She's like, so so why did he lick your nipple? What Are you okay? Are you all right? Why has he done it? Are you okay with it? And it the, the kid who I think had the nipple that got licked by this random man, he seemed kind of fine. Like He, he didn't seem traumatized. They all were having a laugh. It didn't seem to be that much of a problem. But for reasons I don't fully understand, this woman that didn't seem to actually know these kids was proper like sticking up for them and basically nearly fought a man on the tram because he had been really weird and a bit gross and creepy and licked one of their nipples. Um, what can we take from this story? I don't really know. It was weird and kind of funny in a way and it's the kind of thing that you would 100% only ever see on the Manchester Metro link. Nowhere else in the world would you have a fight almost breaking out because... Somebody nicked a nicked somebody licked <clears throat> a teenage boy's nipple and somebody else stuck up stuck up for them. Welcome to welcome to Manchester. I think I'm gonna like it here. <laughs> On the way. Things you wish you could eat. More details in a second after Baby Queen Baby Queen U-shaped hole. This is Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon, and I'm Alec Feldman. Thank you very much for hanging out with me. You know, it's been really hot this week. Like, I think hottest week of the year in the UK, I think they're saying. There was like a an amber heat warning because it was really, really hot. And sleeping was miserable and you sort of woke up every day and peeled yourself off your sheets. And ugh. it's kind of nice, isn't it? Until it's not nice. It's, it's nice for a day. And then after that, you're like, okay, I've had enough of this now. Let's, let's move on. Colder temperatures, please. A uh, bit of rain would be nice, that kind of stuff. Very, very British way of thinking about the heat. 
And I've noticed when it's hot, you sort of, you want to eat and drink different things. So obviously ice cream, right? I don't really eat that much ice cream in, in day-to-day life. But when it's hot, it's like, oh, I've got to go get some ice cream. Need ice cream. It's really nice. What do you need? Ice cream. And um, what else? I feel like lemonade is quite nice in the heat as well. I was really craving that this week. And I also had a slightly more unusual craving. And I don't know whether it's because of the heat or what. But I was doing some washing up. uh, As you do. And it suddenly occurred to me that the fairy liquid smelt really, really nice. I was like... (laughs) Hmm, that is nice. I'm sure they've changed the, the recipe here. <laughs> the recipe, the, the formula, you know. Um, I think there's a little sticker on the bottle that says, Brand new, even better fragrance. So they know what they're doing. And it did it did genuinely smell really, really nice. And there was, uh, you know, that weird part of your brain that suggests really weird, stupid things. Um, and you're normally like, no, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. There was a part of me when I was doing the washing up and enjoying the pleasant aroma of the fairy liquid that really wanted to, to like, drink it. Because I was like, oh, that, that's really tasty. You know what I need on this really hot summer's day? I would love some nice, refreshing washing up liquid. I might sound mad. I probably do. But it, it did smell really nice. It was like a nice sort of citrusy note. Um, smelt very fresh. If it was actual lemonade, that would taste good. But I was just, just stood there enjoying the smell of fairy liquid and thinking, hmm, yeah, that, that would be a nice drink. I would, I would drink this if it wasn't really bad for you. And I must stress at this point that drinking washing up liquid would be very, very bad for you. And you shouldn't do it. And I didn't actually do it, obviously, because it's the really dumb thing to do. But it did occur to me that it would be very nice to drink. And that's never really a thought I've had before, where I've, I've wanted to to eat or drink something that you definitely can't eat. I know they always warn you with, like, kids to keep certain things out of their way in case they try to eat it, like cosmetics and all that. What else? What else actually smells quite nice? I know, I know. You know, (laughs) cocoa butter, that kind of stuff. It's like the skin cream moisturiser thingy. I don't really use that very often. (laughs) That will not surprise you to know. But that actually smells quite nice, doesn't it? Or like coconut butter, the same. You put it on your skin, definitely not designed for human consumption, but it does smell quite nice. You would imagine it would probably taste quite pleasant. Again, don't. Don't eat it. Don't try that at home because it's bad. It's a bad idea. It will have terrible side effects. You'll probably end up, I don't know, getting your stomachs pumped or something. Don't, don't do it. But I, I do want to... <laughs> Not encourage it. I'm not encouraging it. I need to make that very clear because otherwise I'll get in trouble. But it is something I would like to explore further. Not doing it, just thinking about doing it. Because I bet there's loads of things like that where either it looks really like appetizing or it has a really nice smell. And even though it's definitely, definitely not suitable for human consumption, you do kind of think, oh, yeah, that would taste really nice. Oh, it's making me really hungry. I'd love to have a little nibble of that. Um, so is there anything that you think would taste nice that you wish you could eat, but obviously you can't because it's, it's not edible and it'd be really bad for you. But if you could eat it, you would, which you can't. Does that make any sense? Is there anything you really wish you could eat, but obviously it's not edible? If you've had the same experience as I have with the washing up liquid... (laughs) This is so dumb. Send me a text right now if you can. 07807 183 538 is my number. 07807 183 538. That's the number on the text. You can email me station at wizardradio.co.uk or on Instagram and on Twitter at wizardradio is where you will find me. What do you wish you could eat if it was edible, but it's not, so you can't? And I must once again say, don't drink washing up liquid. Thank you very much. Uh, get in touch with me if you have an answer to that question. I'll play Conan Gray in a second, and this is Doja Cat in the Weekend with... You alright? Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. Feldman, and that was Conan Gray and people watching Doja Cat in the Weekend with... You right before that? Camila Cabello on the way in, and Nesbitt on the way. We'll do what's going on as well. 
before five, uh, before four o'clock. I, I never know what the time is. <laughs> before four o'clock. That's it. Shows three till four. Yeah, got it. Um, I was mentioning before how I got this really odd craving, this like sudden urge to drink fairy liquid the other day because I thought it smelt really, really nice. If that was a drink, I would buy it. If anyone would like to make a drinkable version of fairy liquid, um, I'm all ears. I would love that. Please do. And I wanted to know what things you wish you could eat but can't. And I must stress once again, because I'm really scared I'll get into some kind of legal trouble for this, you can't eat them because they're really bad for you and you shouldn't. Now we've got the disclaimer out of the way, let's see what people are saying. Ella has been on. Hey Ella. This is going to sound really odd, she says, but I wish I could eat dishwasher tablets. Yes! Yes, I, I already see exactly what you mean, Ella. Ella. Um, you know the hard tablets that have the ball in the middle, she says? Maybe I'm actually insane. But they remind me of those sherbet lollipops, the ones that are really soft and you bite into them and then they just fall apart in your mouth. I love them and I'm convinced that dishwasher tablets would taste exactly the same. My mum disagrees. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, dishwasher tablets are another one because they also have a smell and they do, they do look like sweets. And that, I find the ball in the middle of the dishwasher tablet is really satisfying. I would happily have a little munch on that because it looks, it looks nice and they're always pretty colours as well. Yeah, I think they would taste like a shirt, but they'd be all nice and fizzy. Yeah, that would be good. But don't eat dishwasher tablets. Thank you. Talia says, my one is very specific, but here we go. You know the washing powder thing called the pink stuff? It's meant to be able to get stains out of everything, and it's really good. It comes with a round sponge that has a smiley face on it. When you scrub it with water, it turns into foam that looks so yummy. It looks like a thicker version of cotton candy. It also doesn't smell too bad. If this was a food, by the way, it would probably only be sold at Waitrose or m and But I do have very upmarket taste. Oh, look at you. Look at you, Talia. Um, I don't know the pink stuff. Is it the same as Vanish? Have they renamed Vanish to the pink stuff? I've never bought Vanish, so I wouldn't be surprised if they hadn't. It escaped my attention. Oh, no, that, yeah. It's a really, you know what it is as well, Talia? The packaging on that is a really nice colour. It looks kind of like an ice cream tub, doesn't it? It's like a really lovely shade of bright pink. It could be ice cream. Is, so is that different to Vanish? Does Vanish still exist? I, I'm not really down with my cleaning products. Yeah. I think, yeah, Vanish still exists. And it's also pink. And it gets stains out of stuff. But it's different to the pink stuff. And I think, yeah, the pink stuff does. Oh, yeah, I've just seen a picture. It, cut, it does have a, a little smiley sponge. Isn't that cute? And again, the sponge kind of reminds you of potato smiley faces. So, again, it sort of looks a bit tasty, in a way. Um, yum. Yeah, I'll have a, a cone of the pink stuff, please. It looks very nice. Tom says, this one's really odd. I hate the taste of coffee, but I always think that the beans look really tasty. And it looks like a little sweet or a little cocoa bean. So I think I'd like the taste of them, because I like dark chocolate. But my dad has a very big fancy coffee machine that takes real coffee beans at home. I'm always very tempted just to have a little snack on one raw. Would that be the worst thing in the world? Because coffee beans, they are edible, right? Because sometimes when you get coffee ice cream, they have little bits of coffee bean that are like crushed. But yeah, they're never as good as they look. Coffee in general, it always smells nicer than it actually tastes. Whenever I've had coffee, I've thought, this doesn't taste nice. And I now feel like I want to die because my heart is just <laughs> too much. So no, I don't drink coffee. Um, but coffee beans, yeah, they do look quite nice. But... Again, I don't think they'll taste as good as they they actually like smell and look. Because they're even though they're brown, Tom, they're not chocolate. Cannot stress that enough. Coffee beans are not chocolate. They don't taste like chocolate, even though they kind of look like it. They're always really bitter. They're not good. I I wouldn't waste your time. Or do because am I allowed to say that? No. Don't don't eat coffee beans just in case you're not supposed to eat them. But of all the things we've suggested so far today. They do sound like them, the most likely to be edible. Do with that information what you will, but don't blame me. I cannot be held responsible for anything that may or may not happen to you. I love <laughs> text topics that have a disclaimer attached. They're my favourite type. Ollie, I agree with you, Alec, about the washing up liquid. My one is very similar, actually. I would love to eat bubble bath or one of those lush bath bombs. Those things smell so good and they look delicious as well. Bubble bath looks like one of those exotic instant smoothies. 
just want to chug it to be honest. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? You know what? You know what would taste nice? The bubble bath that comes in the pirate bottles that they're, I think are designed for kids. That'd be good. Uh, a bath bomb. I've never had a bath bomb. Are they they sort they're brightly coloured, aren't they? And they look they're kind of spherical. Yeah, I've never really wanted to eat them, but it's because it's, it's like bar shaped, isn't it? Soap bars, bath bombs, all that, all the kind of stuff you get at Lush or the body shop. It always feels weird to me because it looks it's shaped like it should be food, but it's not. You can't eat it. Maybe that's why you get that weird temptation where you're like, oh, I really want to eat this bath bomb. But you can't. They're, they're bad for you. But from what I've heard, bath bombs aren't that good for you if you put them in the bath either. Not if you're a girl, at least. And apparently, oh, never mind. Um, so don't drink bubble bath. Don't eat bath bombs. Don't eat the pink stuff. Don't eat dishwasher tablets. Don't eat washing up liquid. I just need to reiterate all of those things just in case anyone does anything stupid and blames me when they end up in hospital and they end up getting sued. So don't do any of that. But thank you for your messages because they've made me laugh. Right, uh, coming up next, I have some news about Michael Jackson. I'll tell you what it is after Camila Cabello. Don't go yet. Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. And that was Camila Cabello. Don't go yet. I have some breaking news about someone very famous, one of the most famous people in the world that, well, they're, they're no longer with us anymore, but I might have an update for you on that. Do you remember, of course you do, Michael Jackson? He was widely regarded as the king of pop. He tragically died in 2009, that was 12 years ago, and... Um, he's been dead ever since and a couple of years ago there was that documentary what was it called like Return to Neverland or something and it, it well Leaving Neverland was what it's called and um, that sort of somewhat trashed his reputation a little bit but everyone sort of pretended that that never happened I think that seems to be the, the general thing that's happened with that one um but basically, he's been he's been dead for 12 years, which is, I guess, sad. Um, but for some reason, you know how you're in loads of weird random Facebook groups? I'm in one. I'm in what it's called. Daily updates on Michael Jackson's health condition. <laughs> which is a bit of a, a dumb group. Uh, and basically, every day, somebody will just post in it, he's dead every day just to, just to let you know except on april fool's day when they say he's alive but every other day of the year that's that's the daily update but people sometimes post other things in this group as well just to keep us informed with the very latest in michael jackson's health and i have reason to believe that michael jackson is actually still alive mm, yeah i know that sounds like a big conspiracy theory but I've seen the evidence and I kind of I kind of believe it. I think Michael Jackson is actually still alive. And here is the proof. Someone posted in the Facebook group daily updates on Michael Jackson's health condition a DM that they'd received on Instagram. And the DM was from Michael Jackson. How does that work then? If he's not if he's not alive, how has he sent a DM from beyond the grave? I don't think you can do that. Therefore, Conclusive proof, Michael Jackson is still alive. The DM said, um, hey, it's Michael Jackson. You see, <laughs> that's proof already. Michael Jackson would say that. That's exactly what Michael Jackson would say. Hey, I'm Michael Jackson. I'm messaging you from a private account. I'm not really dead. Can you cash up me $600 so I can come back to the United States and put back more music? There's your evidence. He's been busted. He's been exposed. Michael Jackson isn't really dead because he's just got a private Instagram account and he's hiding somewhere. He's left America and he's hiding, I don't know, who knows, Cuba, Russia, somewhere that America can't really get into. Could be. But that's where he is. And he's coming back. All he needs is $600 and he'll come back to America after all these years, after 12 years, and release some new music. So there you go, and I know this doesn't sound genuine, this sounds like a bit of a scam, but would 
Michael Jackson's secret account be called Michael underscore Jackson 704815? I think it would. And would it use a very, very old picture from the mid-90s? I don't see why not. And would it have three followers? Obviously, because it's a secret account. If it had loads of followers, then it wouldn't be a secret, would it? So this, I think, is all the conclusive proof that we need that Michael Jackson is still alive and will, assuming that this person sent the $600 on Cash Cash App, be releasing new music in the near future. You heard it here first. Michael Jackson's not dead after all. I found out in a Facebook group and, you know, how could that possibly be wrong? Exactly. So get your tinfoil hats out and wait for his new new album coming sometime soon. As long as he got his 600 quid, he's alive. Uh, this is Nina Nesbitt, Summer Fling. We'll do what's going on next. This is Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio, Nina Nesbitt and Summer Fling. Alec Feldman here. And now... It's five to four, which means it is time for this week's edition of What's Going On? In What's Going On, I ask you a question. The question is, what's going on? The answer, I don't know. We'll have to find out together. I'm going to play you a little clip in a second that I found on the internet. And I've just kind of removed it from all of the context. It's just some noises, basically. Kind of chaotic, kind of confusing. If you knew what the video was of, it would make complete sense, but you don't. So you have to try and guess what it's actually showing. Uh, That is the purpose of what's going on. You have to tell me what's going on. Uh, You've got to be creative. You've got to use your imagination and your logic and try and entertain me, basically. It's quite rare that people actually work out what's happening. But we have a nice time along the way, and that's really what matters. It's about the journey not the destination. So, this week, on What's Going On, this is the clip that you have to decode. Very short one today, and not a lot you can go on, so let's have it another time. What is that? Just, just what sounds like a scream. That's basically it. A scream and possibly a giggle at the end. Very short. What on earth could that be? Who's screaming? Why are they screaming? Why are they giggling? Is it a scream? Is it something else? Is it like a, I don't know, a cassette on fast forward? More on that after four o'clock, by the way. Um, what, what is that? I don't really know. If you think you have an idea, you can work out if there was an accompanying video to that, which there is, what would the video be showing? What is going on there? You can send me a message right now. Now, do it. 07807-183-538 is the text number. 07807-183-538. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at WizRadio. And on email, I'm station at wizardradio.co.uk. Those are all the ways you can get in touch to play. No prize or anything because we have no budget. It's just a bit of fun for a Saturday afternoon. What do you think is happening in this clip? Oh seven eight oh seven one eight three five three eight. Get your guesses in now. We'll read them out uh, just before five o'clock when the show ends. Got a bit of time, so let's let's bring in James Gilmore to get his thoughts on the situation. Hi, I've Hello. got I've got what I think is quite an accurate guess. Are you going to ruin it for everyone? I think I might. Oh, what are you going to say? You know when someone says, like, they, you're laughing in your head. Like, you laugh. You don't laugh out loud about something. You just, you're just you just laughing in your head. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the sound of if you put a microphone in your head, that is what the laughter in your head sounds like. Oh, good. I was genuinely worried for a second that you were going to spoil it for everyone, but I really had no reason to. What? Is that not what it is? I mean, I don't want to rule it out. It, it could. Yes, yes, it that could sounds be. Like, can I play the clip one more time? And yeah, tell yeah, me, yeah. this doesn't sound like laughing in your head. It's a bit It's a bit distorted, because obviously, like, this has never been captured before. So well, very hard to, to wire a mic into your brain. Yeah, they, well, that's what they've had to do, and measuring all of the signals. It's, it's a bit difficult to hear, but that is the... 
noise of like your brain laughing. Which is different to the noise that comes out of your mouth when you laugh. Well, obviously, because it's, it's that's using your vocal cords. Your brain doesn't have vocal cords. So that's like the raw laughter before it's gone through the well, vocal yeah, it's cord like, process. It's like, oh, that was funny. It's like when you did that segment before about Michael Jackson, right? Yeah. I laughed, not out loud, just in my head. And maybe oh. that's what it would have sounded like. I hope so, in a way. And in other ways, I really hope not. Okay, well, have you got a better guess than laughter, but not laughter coming from your mouth, laughter recorded from directly inside your brain? If you do, 07807-183-538 is the text. If you want to have a go playing what's going on this afternoon, maybe it is that. I don't want to rule anything out at this point, but I would I would be surprised. But thank you for your, your excellent guess. In about 10 minutes, I have a game, actually, James, if you want to get involved with that. It's called Billionaire Blast Off. I'm going to pilot it with you in a bit. Miley Cyrus coming up. Ed Sheeran coming up as well. After the news at 4 o'clock right now. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. That is my favourite type of Miley Cyrus song. Malibu is on Wizard Radio. Before that, Ed Sheeran and Bad Habits. Hi. Alec Feldman on. Hi. How's it going? Uh, coming up, Maisie Peters and Pop Smoke with Dua Lipa and the new Dave and Mimi Webb all on the way. So if you like any of those songs or don't, um, just hang around for a bit. So you know how all these billionaires, they're all going to space at the minute. Um, Richard Branson's been up. Is he a billionaire or just a multi-millionaire? He might just be a multi-millionaire, but he's been up to space on Virgin Galactic. Uh, Jeff Bezos went up last week. And um, luckily, thankfully, did not burn up and die horribly in a fireball. Isn't that great? Um, And I think Elon Musk is due to go up in the next few weeks. And I was thinking, what can I do with this? All these billionaires going to space. what, What can we do about that? And I was thinking, what if we turned it into a game? Not just like a stupid radio game. Like a fun game that you can play with your friends, with your family. We can sell it. You can get it at, I don't know, Waterstones or WH Smith or whatever. Uh, there can be an app and lots of spin-off merchandise. Basically, it could make me lots of money. And I would like to give this game that I've thought of its first ever pilot right now. And so, ladies, gentlemen, neither anyone else, welcome to the first ever edition of Billionaire Blast Off. So, this is how it works. Imagine you are a billionaire. You've decided that you want to go to space. But, how far will you make it? Will you get all the way to Mars or the Moon? Will you crash and burn on takeoff? Anywhere in between. It could all happen, and it all depends on the decisions you make. This is Billionaire Blast Off, and to be the first ever test dummy on Billionaire Blast Off, it's James Gilmore, everyone. You just wanted to call me a dummy. Not at all. Uh, Welcome. (laughs) Uh, I suppose you'd rather be the test dummy for this game than the actual test dummy for going into space on one of these missions. Yes. Don't be ungrateful. Sorry, sorry. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you a few questions, and the answers you give to those questions will determine how far you make it on your quest. The furthest you could go is Mars. Um, if it all goes horribly wrong, you, you won't even survive takeoff, and it could be anything in between as well. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Okay. Uh, first question. This is just to get a sense of your, your character, you know, what kind of billionaire are you? Presumably, as a billionaire, you will own a business and you'll mm-hmm. have people working for you. Based on that, how much do you pay your employees? Is it below minimum wage, minimum wage, or a nice living wage? Or does every employee in the company get the exact same salary, including you? I think a nice living wage, um, you Ooh. know, feels appropriate. What a, what a good employee you are. Okay, minimum wage. Um, no, no, next. you didn't say minimum. Wa- no, no, oh, living, I said. living wage. Mm, living how wage. dare you? <laughs> Sorry, living wage. I meant to say living. I've circled living. Don't worry. Uh, next question. Your wife divorces you. Mm-hmm. Do you 
give her as little as possible, including cooking the books to make it look like you have less money? Do you split everything equally? Or do you give her more than half of everything you've got and you stay friends afterwards? She divorces me, so she's the one who filed for divorce. Yes. Bare minimum, I'm cooking the books. Okay, bare minimum, cooking the books. Good stuff. Next question. As a billionaire, you have more wealth than an entire continent. Do you hoard it, invest it, or give it all away? Well, this is difficult because I'm going to assume the majority of my wealth isn't in cash assets. Um, and that makes it difficult because it means I don't actually have access to all of that money all at once. Um, what was the middle option? Invest it in other things that will make you more wealth in future. Is there not a halfway house between investing some and donating some? For the purpose of this, no. I'm not going to give it all away. Because then so I can't, I've got no money. Well, you know, not all of it, just, you know, most of it. Not most of it either, because then how am I going to pay all of my staff? Stop pointing out flaws in my I'm in, game. I'm sorry, in your game, I'm investing it. And I'm probably okay. going to blow up in the sky, but anyway. Okay, thank you. And now now we're moving on to the actual questions about your billionaire blast-off space mission. Okay. So now we know what you're like as a billionaire. But is the rocket that you build to take you into space really cool-looking, environmentally friendly, or very functional and efficient? I think it has to be environmentally friendly. Oh, we like a, an environmentally conscious billionaire mm. going into space. Who do you take with in the rocket? Your family and friends, whoever will pay the most, or random lucky winners? I think for the first trip, my family and friends. Oh no, wait a second. The first Not for the trip. first one, because it... In case it all blows up. Well, exactly. So, I think random lucky winners. Okay. That is all the information I need. I'm just gonna see where this path has led us. I've got in my mind, you're, you're like circling in like a newspaper and it's like, if they chose majority A. Well, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. But <laughs> okay. I don't wanna give away all the secrets. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, the results are in, in Billionaire Blastoff. I'm crossing my fingers. James Gilmore. Yes. You had a successful takeoff. Yes. But I'm afraid. What? The rocket did explode midair, no! just above the cloud level. There was a massive fireball. It all crashed no! down to earth. You've been killed. All of your random lucky winners have been killed. Your ex-wife's got all of your money now, Jesus. and it's all gone. It's all gone horribly wrong. Wait, but I'm this so doesn't sorry. make sense because I'm better than Jeff Bezos, and he went all the way up and all the way down. I, I guess he just must be a, a luckier man than you. I'm sorry. That's that's the way the game works. I'm sorry. What? This is how it goes. System. Maybe. We've lost billionaire blast off. Oh, damn it. You know what? Maybe this is an indicator of the capitalist system that we live in. And that actually things aren't fair. And sometimes just working hard is not enough. What a, what a beautiful message to go out on. Thank you for playing the first ever game of billionaire blast off available at all good retailers soon. This is Maisie Peters, Psycho. Wizard Radio. Playing BTS. Oh no, that wasn't BTS. That was Maisie Peterson, Psycho. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I'm Alec Feldman. I don't know why I said that. That was ages ago. Right. Coming. <laughs> coming up. Oh, so professional. Coming up in a bit. Um, I want to talk about HMV. It's having a very special birthday. But first, you know Henry Hoover's. I love a Henry Hoover. I don't. Is a Henry Hoover a very British thing, or do they have them everywhere? It's a very specific make of vacuum cleaner. And it's kind of, it's small, it's like cylindrical. Usually it's, well, the, the original Henry's, they've got like a red base and then a little black top. And the thing that sets them apart from all other vacuum cleaners is that they've got a face on them. It's just a hoover with a, a nice smiley face and a name, obviously, it's called Henry. And they're, they're kind of iconic in their own way. And they're really cute. And I remember when I first went to uni and I had one in our halls, I was really excited about the fact that it was an actual Henry Hoover because they're so cool. They've got faces on and there's like a, a whole family of them. There's Hetty 
and I think there's a James as well, and loads of other ones that all have different colours and all that stuff. And they are quite iconic. But I've always wondered, who who thought of it? Who had the idea to make a Hoover and put a face on it? Why is that a thing? And I finally had an answer because the guy who invented the Henry Hoover has given an interview, I think for one of the first times ever, and he's done it with The Guardian, and I've learned quite a lot from it. Did you know that Charles and Princess Diana, they were given a Henry Hoover as a gift? Charles and Diana, they had a Hoover with, with the, a little face on it. How adorable is that? And uh, what else? I found out about the guy who invented them. He's called Duncan, not Henry. Um, he's like the opposite of James Dyson, who obviously invented the Dyson. They're, they're polar opposites. This is a very, um, very modest man. You know, he's only got the one house and he only drives a Porsche with the number plate Henry instead of, you know, loads of cars and loads of houses. So he seems like a very humble man. And he's been telling the story about how the Henry Hoover actually came about. And this genuinely interests me because I've always wanted to know, why would you put a face on a vacuum cleaner? I love it, but why? And now I know the answer. This is the story of how the Henry Hoover came to be. It started in the 19, the 1970s. And these, this man, Duncan, he was making these vacuum cleaners for industrial use. He was at a trade show in Lisbon. And he was looking at this little black hoover that he had and thought, oh, it looks a bit boring, doesn't it? Um, and so he tried to spruce it up a bit. And they found they got like a Union Jack little badge and put that on. And they're like, oh, yeah, that looks nice. And then they found some chalk. And because it was black, they could like draw it in chalk. I guess it must have like a matte surface or something. And they just decided to draw a face on this hoover. And people at this trade show were like, oh, I love it. What a nice little face. And they were like, hang on a minute. Maybe, maybe we need to do something with this and actually put a proper face on these hoovers. So they went back to the UK and they got the designer to be like, make it, make it look like a person. Put a face on it, a properly designed one. And, and that, the rest was history. That's how the Henry Hoover actually got its face. And it became like a popular mainstream product. And they were like, hang on a minute. If it's got, if it's got like a... A face surely it needs a name what are we gonna call it and they decided they were gonna call it Henry I don't really know where the name came from but that's how they decided they were gonna name it and they put Henry on top and it had a face and it got ordered by these this like children's hospital and they were like oh we like those ones because it's got a face on it and from then onwards the Henry Hoover took off became world famous and that is the story of how a vacuum cleaner got a face and now I know because he's done this interview telling the story and I'm, I'm really happy. I, I finally know the answer to a question I've, I've genuinely wondered. I don't know if anybody else has wondered this, but I have. And now I know. Henry Hoover's got a face drawn on in chalk and the rest is history. Long live the Henry Hoover and down with James Dyson. He's an idiot. He can go to space. I don't like him. Anyway, <laughs> coming up. HMV, the shop is having a very special birthday. I'll tell you a bit more about that in a second. Pop Smoke and Dua Lipa playing right now. This is Demina on Wizard Radio. Pop Smoke and Dua Lipa, Demina on Wizard Radio. Coming up, Dave and Mimi Webb. I'm Alec Feldman. Good afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with me. So, HMV. You know the shop HMV? It is 100 years old. I've been reading about it. And you know you know the one. It's got like the pink logo. It's a dog sat on a gramophone player. And it's been around for ages. Somehow, bafflingly, it has survived. I'm quite pleased. Because I do, I do like an HMV. Um, but yeah. I'm sure it's nearly gone out of business like two, three times in the last 10 years-ish. But somehow, still around. It's made it to 100. The first one opened in July 1921 selling records and now it's 2021 and the thing they're kind of known for selling i guess back in the day it would have been records and then cds and then they sort of branched out and they do like dvds i think they used to do games but i don't think they do games anymore we can get dvds and blu-rays if anyone's using blu-rays and like posters and loads of other cool stuff and they're, they're quite fun places to go because it's it, i don't know you know Netflix, everything's just there and it kind of shows you what you want, what it wants to show you. And you'll only watch the shows that it like puts on its front page half the time. 
uh, an H uh, HMV, you can go in and just find any random DVD and be like, oh, I'd love to watch Doctor Who Series 5 with, I don't know, Matt Smith. And it's just there and you can pick it up. It's kind of cool. I do enjoy an HMV. I haven't been for a while, but they're cool. They're cool. But all the stuff they sell, like I said, it's all, it's all a bit retro. There is still a market for it, apparently. But, you know, CDs, DVDs, Blu-rays. How many people these days are buying physical media for that kind of stuff? Vinyl I kind of get because it's all cool and vintage. But the rest, I don't know. DVDs, dying breed. And before that, they would have sold cassettes and all this stuff. Like a proper musical history, and H and H, not H and M, HMV has been around for like a hundred years of change in the music and entertainment world. And I don't know why um, I was thinking of this, but a lot of that stuff kind of doesn't really make sense anymore. Like if you had to describe a cassette now, it would be quite difficult. Well, not difficult, but you just kind of sit there wondering. Why did we ever put up with that? Because they're not very good. Same with VHS tapes. They're not... They weren't good. They were rubbish. Like, you can you can get, what, 90 minutes of audio on a, on a cassette, but you have to flip the sides, and if it all goes wrong, you would have had to twist it with a pencil. And that was how people listened to music, and it didn't even sound that good. Back in the day, it would have been really cool, but in 2021, we can see complete rubbish. And so I want to I want to have a, a go at something this afternoon because I I do enjoy obsolete technology. I think it's quite interesting as a thing. So what I would like to do this afternoon is get you to imagine something. You know, they used to do this at school. They'd be like, imagine an alien came to this planet and you had to explain to them. So that's what I want to do. I want to do the imagine an alien exercise. So if an alien came to this planet or possibly just a like a very young Gen Zer, which is more more realistic. And you had to describe some piece of obsolete technology. What I would like you to do is just give me the description, your best description of what it was and how it worked. And I'll try and work out what you're actually talking about. And maybe I'll be successful. I probably will be if it's obvious enough. But just for a bit of fun. For example, if I were to describe a cassette tape, tragically obsolete, I would say a little plastic box where you could get music but only for 90 minutes and you'd have to manually rewind and fast forward the physical tape to get it to work and if you held it too near a magnet the whole thing would wipe and sometimes the machine that played it would get jammed and you'd have to get a pencil to rewind it and get it all back to where it was supposed to be that i think would be how i'd describe a cassette and obviously the audio quality is not that good that would be my description and that's how I would explain a cassette to someone that had never heard of a cassette before. Because cassettes, cassettes aren't really my time. Like, CDs were very much on by the time I was little. It's just, in my family, we were still big on cassettes because very, very old school. But that kind of thing. If you could describe something really retro and completely obsolete in 2021, how would you describe it to someone that literally never heard of it? Send me some descriptions of stuff and I'll try and have a guess about what you're actually talking about. My number is 07807-183538. On Twitter and Instagram, I am at WizRadio, or you can email station at wizardradio.co.uk with your best description of a piece of obsolete technology that we don't use, imagining you're describing it to someone who has never heard of it in their life, and I'll try and have a guess about what you're talking about and see if I can get the hang of it. On the way, Mimi Webb, and I'm going to play Dave next. And I always like to be knowledgeable about all the music I play, and I like to really dig deep into it. And I've done some research into Dave, and I found out some, some facts. And so here, in just 60 seconds, is my guide to Dave. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60 second guide. Everyone knows a Dave. Everyone has a mate, Dave. Dave! Big Dave! Davo! Never David though. Dave are all that are right about Britain. Easy going, always up for a laugh, enjoys a few pints down the local but never overdoes it. Reliable, loyal, trustworthy mates. Dave probably voted for Tony Blair in 97, 01 and 05 but then went for the Lib Dems in 2010. Dave's are the sworn enemies of Karen's. Maybe Dave enjoys a few slightly risque jokes that don't quite fly in 2021, but it's kind of okay because you know he doesn't really mean it and he has a heart of gold really. That is what it means to be a Dave. 
Did you know that 6% of the UK population are called Dave? Amongst salespeople, that rises to 9%, and tradespeople, Daves make up a massive 15%. When you're out and about, you're never more than 20 metres from a Dave. Notable Daves include Dave Berry, Dave Gorman, Comedy Dave, Dave the TV channel, and yes, Dave the rapper, who I'm about to play you now, and that is Dave in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. I've decided I like Mimi Webb. I think she's good. That was Dumb Love. And before that, Dave and Stormzy with Clash. It's Wizard Radio, Alec Feldman here. Sam Fender. Oh, he's great. He's coming up in a second. And Peach before the end of the show when Miles is on. Um, I just noticed that HMV had turned 100. HMV, the home of great physical media, DVDs, CDs, Blu-rays, cassettes, vinyls, anything in between. And I thought, let's do the classic exercise that they make you do at school, where they say, if an alien from another planet came to Earth, how would you explain this to them? And I would like you to do it with some obsolete technology. Stuff that no longer makes any sense in 2021. It's like, why did we ever do that? But it kind of made sense at the time. I'm I'm sort of, I guess it's a game that, you can play along with as well, but I am mostly playing with myself just to see if I can identify what they are talking about based on the description. Just imagine we are the aliens or the obnoxiously young Gen Zers. I am technically a Gen Zer, but I'm an older Gen Zer. Anyway, moving on. Amy. This is a box-like object that makes a soft type of food a bit harder, crustier, and warmer. It's meant to be used for just one thing but sometimes people put other similar types of food in it too. Um, it sounds like you're describing a toaster there. Is that, I think Amy's describing a toaster, but last time I checked, toasters aren't obsolete technology. People are still using toasters, aren't they? What would you use instead of a toaster? I mean, to be fair, when I was growing up, we didn't have a toaster and we just put everything under the grill, but toasters are not obsolete. People still need toast. I refuse to accept that toasters are obsolete. I bought a toaster not that long ago. It's a really wide one, which is good because you can fit pitters in. Oh, it's great. But toasters are not obsolete, but I think that's what it is. I'm pretty sure that is a toaster. Um, Obsolete, they're not. Um, Harry's been on. Imagine you're on the stairs cupboard, but instead you're going to put all of your food in there that needs to be kept at room temperature. You might also have a cool box in there for foods that need to be stored in what we'd now use a fridge for. So this this isn't a fridge, because it's it's like before. So are we talking about a larder? Does that count as technology? Because that's what they had. We learned about that at school. They were they were like these cupboards that were slightly cool. They were like right at the edge of a house and that's where you'd keep all your things that needed keeping cool because fridges hadn't been invented yet and they were just waiting for them to invent fridges so whilst they did that they just used a a lot is that i think that's that's what he's talking about yeah oh that is very obsolete would you even call that technology or is that just a room i suppose i suppose it is technology in a way everything's technology in a way this this pen that i'm holding you hear it clicky pen that's technology sort of yeah okay so harry's gone for a larder yeah i think i worked that one out correctly i'll never know but i'm pretty sure i did uh carly this is a big heavy box bigger than any big heavy box that anyone has in their homes nowadays that connects to satellites in space and then you can see moving images and sound in your own home that has been recorded in other places carly i think is either describing obviously the moving images and sounds you're talking about the telly right is she talking about the actual idea that you'd have a massive box for a TV when now they're really flat? Or is she saying, no one has TVs anymore because everyone uses computers? Or is she describing like a sky box? Because I don't know who's still using Sky in 2021 when you can just use Netflix and stuff. But I think, I think I'm going to go with my final guess for the obsolete piece of technology. One of those really, really deep box tellies that we had back in the day we had one of those at home i I feel like i'm i'm really giving you an insight into my childhood here and how much obsolete technology was a feature of it we had one of those big box tellies until surprisingly late actually um like 2009 10 i think that was when it it finally went into the the skip um 
George next. This is a machine that has a long arm and a tiny needle. Um, COVID vaccinator. No. Uh, when it passes over some very small grooves, it magically turns those grooves into actual sound that an artist recorded a long time ago. Little grooves equals big music. It's basically magic. You know what, George? You make a good point. I don't really understand how that works either. It's very cool, but I could not begin to explain it for a second. But you are quite clearly talking about a record player here. That has got to be a record player. They're, they're obsolete, but at the same time, they've come back. Vinyl sales are like the highest they've ever been, and it's, it's cool and edgy to own a record player again. I know someone, actually, who doesn't own a record player, but does buy vinyls and just has them and can't play them on anything, but they they have them just for fun. And tell you what, would you like another insight into my weird childhood? Um, in my In my household, in my home, we never got rid of a record player. My parents kept theirs for so long that it actually came back into fashion and they'd never got rid of it in the first place. So, you know what, credit to them. They were ahead of the curve on that one. And uh, the last one, and then I'll play a song and we'll do what's going on, from Johnny. This is the type of machine you'd have in an office. People can write something on a machine they have in their office. They type a few numbers and then whatever they've written on the machine will show on a sheet of paper that will come out of your machine. And I think Johnny is talking about a printer, although he's forgotten to mention the fact that most of the time they don't actually work. Hang on a minute. I'm hearing. I'm hearing Johnny's not talking about printers. Okay. Alec, you've got it wrong. Oh no. What? You write it on the machine, type in a few numbers, then what they've written will show on a sheet. A label maker? No. You've, you've misunderstood a key line. Somebody writes something on their machine, types in a few oh. numbers, then it comes out on your machine. There's two people involved in this. Yes. How did I miss that? So it's a fax machine. Yes. Yes. Oh, I love fax machines. They made such a distinctive noise. Can anybody send a fax in 2021? Does it still work? Is it still like supported? Could I send a fax right now if I bought a fax machine? Who knows? Who knows? Well, there you go. There's the alien's description of some obsolete technology. That was quite fun. I almost got them all right, but the, my grasp of the English language let me down on the fax machine one. Okay, we'll play Sam Fender, and then we will wrap up probably quite rapidly what's going on. It's Wizard Radio. Sam Fender, 17 going under on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Earlier on, I did say that Peach is coming up, and Peach is coming up. I wasn't lying. Uh, it's just coming up after six. So if you, if you wait like an hour and, I don't know, five minutes, then you'll hear it. But um, not on this show because I've spoken for too long and there's not time to play it. That's a shame. I'm sorry. Um, but never mind. We'll live. It's on after six. Miles is coming up in about five minutes time. Let's, before that, finish off this week's edition of What's Going On? The clip this week is a very short one, and in some ways quite difficult, but in some ways kind of easy. Uh, let's have a listen to it again. That kind of sounds like screaming and laughing. That's basically all that is. So let's get into some guesses. Benny has been on. I think James might be nearly right, but a bit wrong. Okay, uh, James said earlier before the news that he thought it was the he thought it was a recording of somebody laughing but internally the the noise your brain makes when you laugh at something not out loud um and benny thinks james is kind of right but a bit wrong his guess isn't the sound of laughing in your head it's the sound your brain makes when you yawn it's just that little scream that your brain makes when you do a big yawn they're kind of like but Obviously, in your head, it sounds like what you just heard. Come on, how, how, how would I have obtained this recording if we had a recording of the inside of somebody's brain when they were yawning? How do you propose I would have got that? Come on, just on a practical level, how would, how would I play that on the radio? Anyway, you're right, it's a good guess, it is a good guess, uh, but shockingly wrong. It's not the sound your brain makes when you laugh or when you yawn, so we can rule that one out. Moving on to Penny, who says, I know what this is because I've done it before on a holiday once. This is the sound of somebody riding on the back of a dolphin in the sea. But the specific bit shown in the clip is the moment when the dolphin, and therefore the person on the dolphin, 
goes temporarily underwater. That's why the sound's all muffled and it's kind of like like that. <laughs> because the microphone is being muffled by the water because the dolphin is underwater. It's a great experience. I 10 out of 10 recommend it. Ooh, swimming with dolphins. Um, I bet you did that in Florida. Everyone that seems to go to Florida when they're little does the whole dolphin thing at like Disneyland. Is it, wait, Florida's on the coast, isn't it? Is it? I don't, uh, never mind. It's not important right now, but I think it is. Um, Penny, I'm afraid that is not correct, but it's a good guess. It all adds up. It could be a person riding on the back of a dolphin going underwater, but it isn't. But uh, thanks very much for playing. Danny, this is a clip of someone on a roller coaster, obviously. I think this is the moment when you go down a big drop. So you're going at like 100 miles per hour, you're screaming, your face is flapping about and all the skin's being like pulled back. You're moving so quickly, the moves, the wind's blowing on your face, you can't even scream properly, which is why it sounds so weird. It's because of the wind. Danny, you're right. But that's not all there is to it. You are correct. It, it is kind of obvious that it's on a roller coaster, but it is a roller coaster with a twist. That's why I'm playing it to you. You have got it partially right, but there's more to it than that. But it, yeah, you are right in the sense that it is someone on a roller coaster going very quickly and having their face all like bashed about by the wind. Olivia also going for the roller coaster option, but she says it's one of those roller coasters where you briefly go underwater. I went on one of these once, it might have been at Alton Towers years ago, and this sound is the exact moment you go underwater. You're screaming, but it's hard to scream because you're underwater. So what Olivia's done is basically combined Danny and Penny's idea, the dolphins and the roller coasters. Olivia, I'm afraid you too are incorrect. I'll tell you what the twist is. It is someone on a roller coaster. The twist is that... Whilst they are going down on the drop on the roller coaster, a bird <laughs> somehow sort of crashes into them and they end up with this, I think it's like a seagull, just sort of stuck on their face because the wind is like pushing it into their face whilst they're on the ride. So the, the seagull just crashes into them. They're like, ah, there's a seagull on my face. They manage to get their arm and like basically grab it and throw it off. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no longer a seagull on their face but imagine that how horrible would that be getting a, a bird in your face not even briefly for like an extended period of time until you can get it off yeah grim but that that is what was going on this week it was a person getting attacked by a bird on a roller coaster that is all we've got time for for this week thank you very much for listening i've had a lovely time have a great evening enjoy the olympics or whatever if it's nice weather go enjoy that I'm back next week. Mars Kulsi is coming up next, and now it's 5 o'clock. Let's get the news. There goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com